It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. Each week, we take you inside all the big sports stories at USF from the perspective of the man who oversees the program, Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Well, get ready for a lot of awesome things to speak about on this particular podcast. We had so many victories to talk about and then so many just great parts of those victories. It's hard to decide where to start, and we will get to football and volleyball and basketball, men's and women's, and some games that are coming up. But since you were there, not everybody was or could be. I guess they could be, but not everybody was on Friday night. I wanted you to give people a recap since you were there of the uh, Hall of Fame induction. Always a special night. Obviously, we're so glad that we brought the Hall of Fame back a couple of years ago, and such an important way to, uh, again, just salute the great people that have played or coached or administrated here at, uh, at USF and just to honor that, that, that legacy. And it always touches me just to see how much it means to those that get a chance to get in, to, to, to see Jeff's family, uh, Jeff Antonelli. Uh, his family was so, so touched, obviously, uh, Kelly Lagadrost, her her whole family was there. All the videos were touching, and Evelyn Vienne, who couldn't be there because she was in her own professional matches overseas, but her her video was so heartfelt, and her family was on on that, and just really really special. So when you really think about, it, like I said to the crowd that night, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people that play high school varsity sports. Less than two percent of them play any level of of college sports, and then when you think about probably about ten thousand athletes that have played and worn the green and gold probably over the course of our history there's only 30 guys that are in the <laughs> hall of fame so when you really think about just that level of expertise and and accomplishment so it was a special night down at the hilton had a really good crowd i loved the people that were able to come out and salute those folks but i also loved it just the way the, the schedule kind of worked out that the teams that were represented we were able to have current athletes from those teams that were able to be there and help salute those 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 folks and get to meet that uh, Hall of Fame legend in their own sport, which is pretty special. And it was the first time we've ever had a women's golfer make it in Kelly's case and first time we've ever had a women's soccer player there in, in Evelyn's case and only the second men's soccer player. So it was very, very special. And to me, I just love the fact that, uh, you know, we've got the quote-unquote uh, bigger sports in some people's minds with football and basketball, but those accomplishments, and I know especially from the soccer angle, being a soccer guy, how incredible both those performers were, and great to see Kelly on there. Now, i got to ask you, did you did you give your little spiel about the tens of thousands and then only 30 are in before they had their speeches? Because that would have tripped me up. That would have made me nervous. I did say it before their speeches. <laughs> but, uh, but That's uh, really awesome. It just kind of shows the kind of accomplishment they, they set out. So <laughs> those are all great bulls, and we're proud of them and glad they had a special night. Uh, obviously, you don't have to give me any hints on the next class, but what's the timeline? What's the process? Who, who's involved in, in selecting? I know it's not just you. You probably oh, you yeah. know, are the, la <laughs> the last call. Call, but there's a there's a committee of 11 folks to get to vote on on that each and every year and it's kind of mixed up of myself and uh, but uh, you know varsity club members alumni association representative a handful of donors uh, mm. you know just a, a great group that, that care a lot about USF athletics and and, and picks that class we tend to take uh, nominations and we put a call out for that sometime in the spring usually through the website and okay and then uh, the committee kind of gets a ballot of about 15 people that uh, that are ultimately put together by an internal staff group and then at the end of the day uh, sometime in the late spring we usually have the meeting that will vote uh, on what the next class will be for the following year so sometime next spring but it recycles itself each and every year with uh, candidates that all 15 are more than worthy so it's very hard <laughs> I know it's, it's <laughs> great that you have so many options obviously okay let's go I mean I, I'm gonna go with basketball first obviously football will get there it's huge and it was it was fun to be there on an afternoon 
except for the the warmth of the weather, we'll talk about the weather situation and how it shapes up for after Thanksgiving. Uh, and we'll get to what volleyball is going on with. It's just tremendous. But I got to say, and I'm the play-by-play man for women's basketball, and it's been fun calling those, but it was extremely fun on Thursday night at the Yingling Center. And I actually had to run over there after calling volleyball just to watch the second half. And that was a game's worth of entertainment. You were there for all of that stuff, but let's just talk about not just the action excel itself, but the reaction and the crowd. I thought Amir Abdurrahim's team's first game was fantastic. Yeah, it was a great turnout for Amir's first first game, and I think people were obviously just curious to see not only the new roster. We have you know three guys that have come back that they're familiar with, but uh, but the rest are brand new and. And uh, so to kind of get the first chance to see them firsthand was was a lot of fun for people. And then, man, what a performance they put on to be able to, uh, you know, look back over our, what, 50-plus years of of, uh, of basketball and yet to have uh, the second largest margin of victory in the history of, uh, of men's basketball just kind of shows, uh, uh, you know, that's just a lot of teams that have played and, and, wow. and just a, a really solid performance in a, in a first game because obviously you're still working out a ton of kinks. You have a lot of hope and Excitement that will continue to get better each and every day, which is, you know, certainly part of Coach Coach Abdur Rahim's, uh, you know, mantra. But uh, but just impressive. I, I I love the way they play together, hmm. and they move the ball, and and obviously also also many people uh, scoring from all over the place. It was really good. And great to have a uh, you know a freshman of the week kind of performance with Jaden Reed and uh, oh man, to, I think have 11 points, 10 assists, five rebounds, five steals, five steals, and then as a uh, as a mere like point, but he did have that one turnover in, in, <laughs> in the last two minutes. So. Well, these were we got not work to do. These were not run-of-the-mill assists. These were not wide-open people underneath the basket. These were sensational plays. We'll talk a lot about Jaden Reed. Goes by Jr. Going to be a real star at some point here for this school. Fryer gets it into Reed. He's got a head of steam already. Three on two for the Bulls. Bounce pass inside. Dobalova. Oh, and the big fellow with a two-handed dunk. Freshman to freshman. Wow, how about that play right there? Here's a miss by South Carolina State. Jaden Reed picks it up. Bulls coming four on two. Reed gets it to Hines. Oh, he went up the ladder and finished. Sam Hines comes flying out of section 204 for the two-handed dunk. Hines crushed it. Jaden Reed. Shot clock is cut in half. Backdoor cut to Hines, and he gets a layup. Reed gets his eighth assist of the game in his first college game. Can you believe that? Pryor got a hand on that outlet, and now South Carolina State falls down. Reed behind the back pass to Pryor, two-handed dunk, and there's his tenth assist. Wow. And spectacular form of behind-the-back pass for a dunk to Pryor, and Jaden Reed has a double-double with ten assists in his first game as a college basketball player. And all the other things you said that he did was impressive enough, but it's like he got his scoring out in the first half <laughs> uh, with mostly created by his steals and then decided just to put on a show in the second half. It was it was worth the price of admission. Yeah, I mean, everybody that was healthy got a chance to play and, and uh, good overall performances by by many. And, and just, uh, just uh, again, just, just great to see so many people play together and have a fun environment that people uh, – People really, really enjoyed, and not to mention the least of which one of the assists made the uh, Sports Center top oh play of the top play of the night. Jason Pryor gets it into Selton Miguel cross court to Jaden Reed. South Carolina State does not completely retreat off of their pressure. He splits two guards, gets in the paint, no look past the ice. Oh, he did it again! He did it again! Sam Hines this time with one hand, and he destroyed the iron that time. Since when did Sam Hines turn into Dr. J for crying out loud? That Holy was amazing. Folks, he's he just got, elevated. He's got the ABA Dr. J hairstyle, but man, 
What an incredible athletic play he just put on. He just dunked on the world. We had a couple nights like that. I don't know if it's top play, but remember that night in, uh, at UCF last year, we had two two dunks. Here's Keyshawn Bryant down the far sideline. Keyshawn drives it all the way. Goes to the basket. Oh, my goodness gracious. He just tore the rim down. Keyshawn Bryant just dunked on the entire Magic Kingdom. That was filthy. Filthy. Almost should be outlawed. What a play by Keyshawn Bryant. Keyshawn Bryant just walked into someone else's house with mud on his shoes and stomped all over their rug is what he did. He, that was yeah. so nasty. Keyshawn Bryant, go to the basket. <laughs> he just dunked over the rest of Epcot. Animal Kingdom, the princess, Aladdin, they all got it. Keyshawn last year, Sam Hines, it's funny because, you know, I'm, I was there for the second half, like I said, and right when it happened, I was like, look for that one on the highlight reels. And I, it's almost become cliche to say, hey, it's got to be Sports Center number one, but <laughs> it right. was. It actually made it all the way number one. So, so I didn't say it. Tell you a little insight. I've got some extended family coming to town. They always come around Christmas time. And my buddy John, he's a big New York Knicks fan. He's a New York sports fan. It's funny because I think Philly and the Giants are playing around Christmas Day, and we're going to have, like, because some of the families Philly, hey, we're going to have cheesesteaks. And I said, what, what do Giants fans eat? And he says, sadness. But anyway, <laughs> he's a Knicks fan, a big basketball fan. I said, hey, Look at these guys. December 29th, we're at home. And he checked it out, and he's like, hey, I'm down. So do you know anybody can get me t tickets, first of all? Um, we'll take care of you. You do, good, you do a lot of good work for us. There. Okay, good. <laughs> but secondly, that's the kind of thing that I hope people are starting to pick up on. This is a team, and again, it's just one game, and who knows how it's going to go. But they're worth watching. I think Wednesday night, let's hope for another big crowd, even though it's, you know, quote-unquote Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday night game we got coming up against Central Michigan. But you're right, we've always prided ourselves on being Tampa Bay's home for hoops. We know we've got a wildly entertaining women's program that's had a lot of success, and obviously we're we're getting ready to see that same thing happen on the men's side. So still still chance for people to go get season tickets. If not, let's look at those schedules closely and find nights that make sense for you to come on out. We've got mini packs. We've got just individual sales that are out there. And like you said, whether – Whenever it is, it's a great value and a great, great entertainment night out. And we've got some key games not only on – I know we got Thanksgiving Eve. There's a game for the men. We've got uh, – hmm. and as you mentioned, over Christmas break, there's some games too. So look forward to it and check it out. Now we're taping this on a Monday afternoon. The women play tonight. But by the time you hear this, the next game will be Sunday, and it's part of a doubleheader as well. So let's not forget that two chances to see both teams on Sunday, 2 o'clock for the women against UNF, and then Sunday at 5, it's the men against Northern Iowa – before that, again, the men are at home Wednesday night, and I'll be going with the women's team to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And after two games so far, you could see that a lot of these newcomers, no surprise that Jose Fernandez brought in, uh, kind of has some talent. Vicky Blasig with those three three-pointers right off the bench for a freshman in game one last week, and then a variety of performers. Great to see Maria Alvarez back healthy, uh, draining threes as well in the second victory. Yeah, Maria hitting some threes. Carla, I thought, oh, played an amazing game in, in game two, so... A lot, a lot of fun out there. So, and then Jose's, you know, playing a lot of people, wanting to make sure uh, get his rotations down and see who's earning the time. So it's uh, exciting. We're all kind of looking forward to getting ready for a huge test at uh, Tuscaloosa this week, as you mentioned. Speaking of getting tickets for anybody, should I help you out with uh, a visiting fan? In, in Alabama, <laughs> do you know anybody that's going to the game? Oh yes. Well, you know, my daughter is a sophomore at Alabama, but she's uh, she's got the student tickets that she can get through Alabama. Okay. So we'll see okay. how she does. But she will go down and see Jose. I'm sure they're good, good, good buds. Oh, I'm going to put her on front street if she's wearing <laughs> Bama stuff. No, she's allowed to. She's just allowed to. Hey, she wore a green dress at the USF uh, Alabama football game, so I'm sure she'll do the right thing. <laughs> do the right thing. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, football. Yes, for sure. Football was uh, – it was great to be back at home. Almost forgot where I was, and much <laughs> less getting up at 7 – it was earlier than 7 in the morning uh, for that one. But it was certainly worth it. It was warm. I think that helped 
the Bulls' advantage. And also helping, I give myself a lot of credit because I probably harped on it four or five times too many times to Alex Golish on the coaches show, you know, the slow starts. <laughs> and I knew they were going to get off to a fast start. They sure did, and it was important in the win. It was important, and it was nice. I know that was a big point of emphasis not only for uh, Derek Sharp but for Alex Golish <laughs> yeah, to make yeah. sure we got he off to, too. to a good start <laughs> and uh, jump out to a 17 nothing lead was, was good for our confidence. Obviously, it uh, was nice to see uh, the game plan come together that, that quickly. And, um, you know, as Coach said in his post game, then some things stalled and we missed a couple uh, – field goals and some some red zone stalls that could have kind of extended that lead even more and and uh fortunately we did we did enough and then the defense obviously I thought made a lot of obviously huge plays uh forcing turnovers and making it really special not to mention the pick six from Tremel to to basically seal the game and what coach said about Tremel Logan and the process and working on specifically catching balls after practice on the jugs gun and that's something that I witnessed uh, while taping that coaches show at the IPF I look around and that place is filled everyone getting in that extra work that they don't have to and it paid off because that catch was not a simple catch uh, and the Amaris Brown two interceptions were about as difficult we had Sam Barrington on the broadcast saying you know He's seen every level of football, including being an NFL player, and those are two of the better interceptions by one guy he's seen. So it was awesome to see the defense. You know, it's uh, Byron Brown gets all the praise that he should, and a lot of members of that offense, Sean Atkins, we got to mention him. But it was great to see the defense uh, get its limelight there. Oh, absolutely. And you know, they 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 had some performances that they wanted uh, wanted back earlier in the year and wanted to prove themselves, and they've had some very very good games this year. And and this was a big one and a key one that obviously. Uh, stepped up at the right time and, and really sealed the deal for us. Awesome, and we got to say, Sean Atkins, you knew it was probably going to happen at that game, but to surpass it like he did and have a career high, uh, receiving yards, nine for 169, up as one of the ten finalists now for best player in the country that started off as a walk-on, and I think he should win that thing. I, I'll look at his uh, opponents, but I'm going to say he should win it. Now, speaking of should win, if the Bulls should win one more of their last two games, they are bowl eligible. Now, they play this Friday night. Tough opponent that hasn't lost in conference, and of course they're going to try and get it there. Either way, I think people need to be with the possibility of it being for a bowl game, even if they've clinched it or not. Uh, next Saturday we have a game time for the home finale against Charlotte, and it's a, an attractive game time to me. Yeah, we were able to get a 7.30 kick uh, on ESPNU, so we got one of the national television slots uh, for the American that, that, that night is really, really huge, so... Again, that's what that's what I'm proud about this program. Obviously, we've we've worked our way back and had some ups and downs to get to five and five. Now we've got a huge national television opportunity against a, a first place team uh, at San Antonio on ESPN two at nine o'clock this Friday, and then to come back next week on our uh, regular season finale and, and and have another great national television opportunity is is awesome for us. It's senior night. I want to salute those guys that uh, that have meant so much to our program and have gone through so much, and then. Our, you know, our marketing staff does a fantastic job with, with Fan Appreciation Day. Uh, hmm. We give out more prizes and awards for people that give, buy season tickets and come to our games than anyone I've ever I've ever seen. So more information to come about okay. about that when our folks send it out. But uh, just just great. We, 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 we owe those people uh, appreciation for, for them coming, but we, we know it's great value and uh, look forward to having them saluted as well. So the regular season finale next uh, Saturday night, the 25th at uh, 7.30 p.m. Clear out your calendar. I'll be, I, with deep regrets, not be able to be there because I'll be in the Virgin Islands with women's basketball. Deep o occupational hazard for, for play-by-play -play guys on the women's ba top rank, <laughs> top 25 uh, women's <laughs> basketball program. So yeah, it's gonna be You do what you got to do, Derek, and we I appreciate will. the sacrifice. That's going to be tough for people because actually they're playing Texas that night at 9 o'clock. So hopefully as you're driving home after the Bulls, 
have uh, taken care of Charlotte. You'll be able to hear the women's basketball team take care of Texas that night. Uh, speaking of taking care of stuff, the segues keep flowing. I knew the way br- it broke down with volleyball that they were, as much as it was going to be difficult, they were probably going to have to sweep, not just split, East Carolina uh, in order to really take control of the division in the AAC East. And they did it. Neither were easy. Thursday was a four-set tough one. But then Friday afternoon, five sets. We've been talking about high-scoring sets that didn't go the Bulls' way to take that one 29-27 and win it in five. I mean, it's we continue to talk about them because they deserve it. They really do. And we talked about so many lessons we learned last year with some losses in, in five-set matches and even a couple key ones early in the season that were tough to swallow. And to see them uh, just continue to battle and to have double-digit <laughs> wins in conference and to have just a great record right now and they, to win to sweep two consecutive weekends when we had to had to do it are huge and so now they're in the driver's seat and we got to go see if we can get one down and at least one at FAU this uh, this weekend and then we've got Rice uh, you know here next week who's Rice is a really really good good team on the western side so let's uh, cheer for those uh, those Bulls and have them go down there and uh, hopefully pull off another sweep with the Owls this weekend and th- therefore they would secure the Eastern Division Championship so we could have our second divisional champion here in the fall season between, since women's soccer did it a couple weeks ago. Thursday night, Friday afternoon in Boca Raton again. Because they swept East Carolina, they just need to win one of those two against FAU. FAU is a game behind them to clinch it. They'd have the tiebreakers and all that and it's just wonderful to be able to talk about. Uh, also wanted to mention uh, last Wednesday was National Signing Day. Saw a lot of names. Can't run them all down because uh, there's so many. But uh, teams like lacrosse and soccer and golf and tennis, a- including basketball. And I got to give some credit to the folks around my desk in, in the external area because that graphics, that social media team is cranking out some some pun-filled <laughs> posts, but also some really cool stuff. And there's a lot of stuff to post about. There is, and I, I think I appreciate you saying that, and I hope everyone kind of realizes because, you know, a lot of our fans do follow social media, and it's great. We we do a great job with it, have more interactions and impressions than, than pretty much everyone in our conference by far. And to do that is really great, but when you get to the normal crossover season, we have all these sports going on, and then you add on to that signing day when you've got uh, so many great future bulls uh, signed uh, to join us uh, last week and create graphics for them and templates and and be able to salute them with uh, creative, uh, like you said, creative headlines and captions and puns. Uh, it's fun, and that's what this is about. It's a special day in the in the lives of those young people that have committed to their future to to USF, and for for us to uh, you know celebrate that is a really big step for those sports. So, like you said, November eighth was a big signing day for many of our Olympic sports. And one other sport that's uh, still a ways away, but. It was neat walking out of uh, the Yingling on Friday night and seeing the Green and Gold World Series going on. It sounded like there were some good crowds for that. It was uh, three games between uh, the inner squad as far as baseball went. So that I guess that wraps up the f- the fall for them. Yeah, it does. And, and yeah, impressive crowds. I was kind of wondering what was ha- happening yeah. in one of the days, how, how many people were there. And the other thing that you mentioned, that we had so many different – uh, either exhibitions or scrimmages for softball this fall, too, that had just amazing crowds. Obviously, we talked about the huge night with Puerto Rico, but so many folks have come out and watched us play in the in the uh, fall for for softball and baseball. So I know everyone's excited once uh, to go get their season tickets for the spring for both those sports uh, over at the, uh, at the complex. So it'll be really good. So, okay, just to reiterate, baseballs, uh, don't look for any baseball or softball. Plenty of indoor stuff going on right now. We've got men's basketball at the Yingling Center on Wednesday night. And, of course, the football game at UTSA this Friday. Volleyball on the road. And then the doubleheader for basketball on Sunday. So 
Let's hope we're talking about a bunch of victories again next week, Michael. Yeah, we had great crowds last week. I hope everyone can come back and uh, salute us with this uh, big doubleheader coming up. Keep an eye on all of everything you mentioned and make plans now. I know we'll talk about it again for that football game, uh, our final home game. But let's uh, let's plan ahead now, plan accordingly. You know when it is at 730. I know it's Thanksgiving weekend, but all your out-of-towners and all your friends and family can come out there and salute those Bulls on a Saturday night uh, with a very meaningful November game. Appreciate you, Derek. Thanks for everybody for listening, and go Bulls.